Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And today I'm so happy to have in studio my very longtime friend and clothier, Dave Welch of Bespoke Style, and my pseudo partner in crime, Scott Heinela. Scott. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. That's enthusiasm. Happy to be here. I want to say, first and foremost, I've never been in a room with such dapper gentlemen, <laughs> especially a room this small. <laughs> So this is great. Well, yourself included there, we'll, mister. We'll, we'll get to that. Thank we'll you. We'll get to there. Well, you that brings stop. up you the stop. that brings up the subject of today's show. I think it's um, dressing for 2022. Right? What do what what's the expectation for men um, in business? What should they wear? What's what's appropriate? Um, we were talking off air. You know, people are now coming back to work and 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 are kind of shell shocked. Like deer in headlight, what am I going to do? What am I going to wear? Is it my athleisure wear? You know, presumably that's not the right answer, but um, so that's and the topic. trends there. that you're seeing, yeah. which I imagine there's got to be a, a shift going on. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Big shift. Um, the shift was already kind of slowly happening, but pandemic and COVID and lockdowns and this kind of reality is – kind of made it accelerate even quicker. Right. You know, for, you figure for 12 months to maybe two years, people have been working from home, depending yeah. on their industry. Right. Yeah. So they're in board shorts and a t-shirt, mm -hmm. maybe throw on a collared shirt if they have to do a Zoom call. Right. Um, so they've gotten really laxed. Yeah. And, um, and I hear it from a lot of my clients. You know, most of our clients are you know, the CEOs, presidents, or running companies or relatively high up in management. And, um, you know, they're starting to see uh, workers, you know, want they want to kind of bring workers back, whether it's a hybrid model where it's two days a week, three days a week. In some cases, it's every day of the week, again, depending on the company. Mm -hmm. And so there's kind of like a, oh, my gosh, what am I wearing? I had a client call me the other day, and he goes, well, hey, we're going back to every day. And um, I tried all my clothes on, and I have some <laughs> COVID-20. Um, so we had to – he just wanted to redo everything. But he's like, I have to be back in the office, and I'm starting to travel and see clients. And so it is um, – you know, and every industry is different, and that, that's a little bit of the challenge. You know, back, obviously, prior to COVID – there's a little bit of an expectation because every industry was relatively similar. Yeah. But now, you know, I had a client, he's a lawyer. He goes, man, if you walk into the law office on a certain day, you'll see lawyers, you know, $600, $700 an hour in a Hurley t-shirt <laughs> and board shorts and flip-flops. And it wasn't like that 20 years ago? No. Ten, how about even, 10 years ago? Yeah, maybe not even... Four. 
Yeah. Uh, at least that yeah. casual. Yeah. yeah. That's the slippery yeah. slope. That, that casual. That's yeah. the slippery right, right. slope. That is the slippery slope. Yeah. yeah. Before it'd be like a polo shirt, jeans. Oh, right, right. You know, maybe sneakers was really pushing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dockers. Yeah. But now it's, you know. Yeah. Guys are getting yeah, and super scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> or they don't think anyone's <clears throat> coming into the office. <clears throat> so they're going to sneak in and but then you have you never know who's coming in sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, even with some shifts, like uh, some friends of mine who they're, they're very successful executives and they would all say suited and booted. That was the term they would use. And it was fully suited. Right. And they lived that for many years. And then uh, all of a sudden, a few months go by, I see them and they're, they're literally <laughs> jeans, polo shirt, hat and nice, yeah. fashionable, yeah. you know, designer pants, you know, this kind of thing. And uh, but I mean that's a that's a massive shift from one one uh, dress code to another. Right. So you wonder now we got to find equilibrium here and how do we do yeah. that? Hey Dave, before we that go further that direction, <clears throat> I think it would be great for the audience to know your your kind of fashion evolution in your career. Sure. So right out of uh, college, I went to Cal State Long Beach. Uh, they had a fashion merchandising and design program. Yeah, they really good. Wait, go uh, dirt bags. Yeah, the, and um, my daughter went there too. Dirt bags. Me too. Same yeah, thing. me three. Yeah, yeah, I went there the last year of. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the football coach's name. Um, oh, before they got rid of the program altogether. He was the Rams coach. Oh wow. And then he had retired, and then he kind of coached, and huh? then he was done. Wow. But the claim of fame of that season was Terrell Davis was played for Cal State Long Beach. And wow. when the program ended, he transferred to Georgia. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, became an all-star with Denver and everything. Mm. So wow. very, very interesting. But I uh, went to Cal State, um, was looking for a job, went to their career center. There was a binder for good old Bullock's department stores. <laughs> and um, at the time I wasn't hundred percent sure I would, you know, really do what I'm doing now, but it, they had an executive training program. It sounded like, something that uh, at least I could build a base of management and training and that type of thing. Got a job, worked there for a few years, and they got bought by Macy's. Didn't, you know, Bullock's was kind of like a cool little, almost Neiman Marcus-ish, where, you know, every store was unique to the uh, individual community. They had buyers and everything. So Macy's was gonna be totally different. I felt like I didn't wanted to change. Back in the old days, you looked for a new job in the newspaper, and mm-hmm. I was flipping through the newspaper, <laughs> and I saw an ad we're aging for uh, a <laughs> yeah, yeah, custom clothing company, uh, interviewed with them, uh, worked with them for probably two years, and then in 1995, you know, naively thought, I could do this on my own, <laughs> and I think you have to have some sort of that... <laughs> Feeling, you know, yeah. I was unmarried, you know, hardly any debts, you know, right. could work from a home office. And yeah. So I started my own company in 95. Um, it was called Austin Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. And um, people always go, oh, how did you figure that name out? And it was challenging because at first I didn't want my name. I didn't think Dave Welch sounded that great for a line of clothing. So... I had little index cards and I wrote different names on them. And at the time, I thought Austin would be a cool name for if I ever had a boy, and Taylor would be a cool name if I ever had a girl. 
But I had a bunch of other names in this deck. Okay. I would just put names together, and I put Austin Taylor together. I go, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. So I just ran with it, um, ran that company, uh, brought a partner on, and then in 08, when our little economic collapse happened, um, we shut down our store, moved to Irvine, and then my partner and I were kind of drifting. He really wanted to go a different direction. I really wanted to build a, a brand that could be bigger than me, and I could recruit others. And um, so that's when I started eight years ago, the company that I have now called Bespoke. So we have a showroom in Costa Mesa, and it's more of a destination shop, not in a retail space. And uh, it's more designed to work as kind of like personal, like a wardrobe consultant for our clients. So they'll come in and we get to know who they are, what is their business, what do they want their clothes to kind of say about them. Mm -hmm. And some people don't ask a lot of those questions. And so we can kind of direct them in different looks depending on who they're calling on, you know, what's their business environment like. Started off mainly in um, custom clothing. So we would do custom suits, sport coats, tuxedos, lots of weddings. Um, and that was kind of our core base for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we added a little bit of casual wear, very like jeans and shoes and things like that. But obviously when COVID came, it kind of kicked it up a notch. <laughs> right. And uh, no one was buying tailored clothing for, you know, a year. The, the one thing that got us through it was um, weddings were still happening. Right. So guys were getting married um, in a backyard <laughs> or yeah. the courthouse steps, yeah, but they were still getting married, so they needed outfits. Um, but thank God for the PPP. Um, I got that first PPP loan, and then I took that PPP paid payroll and then the money that I had kind of earmarked for payroll, we bought into a lot more casual. So casual jeans, more of um, casual jackets, short sleeve shirts, long sleeve shirts, casual jackets, things that you could wear on the weekends. Now it was kind of being business from home. Right. And uh, so now our store, you know, there's not many blessings about COVID, but one of the blessings it was for us is it made us pivot. And really, um, now we can offer a full solution for our clients from weekend casual all the way up to tuxedo if they needed it. Um, So that was, again, a a rare blessing. Right. um, But it kind of forced us to pivot. I love that. I love people's story and and what's in their name, too. Right. (laughs) Right. You covered it all. Pretty special. Well, the word bespoke, too, is an old-fashioned term. Um, it's traditionally spelled B-E-S-P-O-K-E, and I couldn't get that as a web domain because it's a more of a general term, so I just right. took the E out and put a period, and you kind of pronounce it the same. Yeah. But it was kind of just an old phrase that when you went into a tailor shop and they used old English back then is you would be speak for that fabric, and they would write on the ticket bespoken for Bart Zandbergen, and they just would write it. Um, now that term has kind of morphed or evolved into a verb. Right. And I tell Bart all the time, he yeah. creates bespoke, you know, wealth plans for his clients or right. wealth preservation plans for his clients. It's, it means that it's uh, custom. Right. So a funny story is uh, my wife gets a call from one of her good friends and she's ba- basically hyperventilating on the phone going, oh my God, I just read in People magazine, Hugh Jackman had a bespoke suit. <laughs> 
And she's like, you didn't tell me. You made a suit for a huge jacket. <laughs> and can, can so it was we, the verb they were using. Because in, if you go to Europe or if you're in, it's mainly in Europe, and right. someone goes, hey, Scott, it's a beautiful jacket, you'd say, oh, it's bespoke. Right. just meant that it was made for you. Right. It's not the brand. Right, right. I so I told Kim, I said, just tell her we made it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll take the compliment. I will tell you, there is nothing like wearing a bespoke suit. Really, Your bespoke oh, suit. I, you. I, <laughs> and I'm saying that because I, you know, first I'm wearing one. I love them. <laughs> and I love coats significant. I would wear, I'm shirt, jean, coat guy. Like, I could wear that every day. Maybe not on Saturday and Sunday, but <laughs> most days, as opposed to true Suits. suit yeah. person. Yeah. And that's, that's sorry. I was going to say, it should be known, let it be known to the audience that we are all wearing Dave Welch bespoke. We are. Absolutely. Thank I you. I love today. mine. Thank you. And there is something I do actually need to clear up before we get into more of the, the fashion trends. So while um, I am proud to be your client, you refer to me as your oldest client. Can we can we say your longest client instead of your longest oldest tenured client? Longest yeah. tenured. Whatever you you okay. you, you pick the, yeah. the phrase. Right. How did you meet? So you we met at an event, and at the time he was working for the job after Bullocks for that company. We made a suit there. Mm-hmm. Actually, we made two. So Dave taught me the basics. We did a houndstooth suit, three piece, and a black suit, and he. We, I don't know how many, what's the math on that exponential? We have three pieces, right? And they all go, they can go together or separate. So if you do the hound's tooth pants and then the black vest and the black jacket, there's an outfit. And then just swap mm-hmm. at will. So basically three times three, it'd be nine different possible combinations without adding jeans. But back then, jeans was no one wore thing. jeans. It was suits only. Yeah. And we have to say it was probably a four-button jacket, right? Which seems so long ago. That was a little and, bit later, not my first one, okay. but that came shortly and after. And probably much longer length yeah. jackets, much wider pants. Think of the NBA players yes. back in the in the nineties. I have so many questions yes. I could ask. <laughs> have you seen I the? Mean, um, oh my gosh! Did you watch the Michael Jordan documentary? Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you seen yeah. some oh, of the things yes. they wore? Yeah. yeah. Massive suits, big boxes. His might not have been as big as that, but that was the era of dress. And that's I look back at some of the pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh. So right. when you say four button, you're referring to in a quadrant. The, no, 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 the front button. Oh. Okay, okay, like okay. Right now we so your jacket's four, four vertically. Imagine yep, yep. adding two more. Yeah, that'd be aggressive. It would be coming up. <laughs> And yeah, the jackets were longer. Right. And then pleated pants. And With big knees. Big, full-cut pants. Right. Because back then, people didn't really want to feel the clothes on them. Again, that's that whole interesting dynamic of fashion. And, you know, men had always been very, um, would always complain, like, oh, this is tight. I can't, you know, right. they wanted this comfort. Right. You know, and you go over to Italy or Europe, you know, clothes were painted on the guys right. and very trim and, and modern. But, you know, back then America was always a few years slower to adopt, especially for menswear. Right. And, but yeah, that was probably our first, first few outfits he was, and given his and height. Was hooked. You know, yeah, yeah, I was hooked. All right, my longest tenured client. Longest tenure, you know, yeah. with that. So can I ask a question? What do you do? What would be a respectful kind of 
naturalistic way of of discarding of old suits. Is there any? What do you do with an old suit that's way out of fashion? And I mean, can it be recycled in some capacity? It's hard. You know, there's movements of, and it's not my area of expertise, right, okay. but there are some. People it was just that, a passing thought. Well, they reclaim garments, kind of take them apart and repurpose them. Um, and there's different firms that do that. Um, right now, I think the main thing that we've done is either counsel clients to maybe reach out to working wardrobes. Right. Um, and, you know, most of those four-button jackets are long gone. Right, so right, most right. of the things that people are donating could actually be worn again. Um, and that's a great plug. You know, for a while during COVID, they weren't taking a lot of donations, but mm -hmm. I think they've re kind of opened back up, so to speak, to take donations. Yeah. And they'll take donations. They donate them to, if you think about it, there's a lot of students that get, that win um, like a scholarships or they win awards. So those kids might want a jacket or a suit mm -hmm. or a shirt and a tie to go up on stage. Yep. Um, sometimes, or military. Yeah, and then yeah. sometimes there's people that are wanting to get back into the career, so they need some clothes. And the other thing, too, is they'll take golf shirts, they'll take chinos, casual pants, because if someone comes in and maybe gets a job in, let's say, a shipping department, they need more casual stuff. So it's not just about taking back suits. Yeah. They'll take back a lot of things. Don't throw your stuff away. Do some good with it if you can. Yes. Absolutely. I need to do a little more of that. The closet's a little full. Yeah. Yeah, so, what, I mean, what have you done in the past? Working wardrobes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. or That's something true. similar to that. Okay. Or your son. Or, yeah, for a while, my son. He yeah, would, of course. No, that's great. trim it up a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Think about people in your community that you can yeah. share the love with. Share the love. Yeah, before getting rid of you it. just okay. took his name out of the jacket. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Do you have something that you put always inside your collar? Your embroidery? So uh, sometimes it's a, a saying, like, uh, okay. like there's, um, you know, Papa Loves Tehani. That's on, on one of mine. Uh, could be my name. Okay. Do you have people who it's always this? So explain what we're talking about. Yeah. So, Let's not be assumptive. Right. Here. So behind the collar of a jacket, like if you were to flip it up, yeah. uh, traditionally there's felt in the back of the collar. It's supposed to help mold the fabric around your neck. And we found that that's a cool little spot to put like a little monogram. It's almost like a little secret spot where no one really knows. It's so damn cool. Yeah. And so that's where yeah. if if the client doesn't have any uh, idea, Montreux. like our, our default would be kind of going back to our homage and where our name came from, it would say bespoken for and then the client's name. But we also offer it as kind of a cool way to uh, add – something that's unique to you. Or we've had um, people that are, have gone to a specific college. You know, SC might say, you know, fight on. I've done that. I've done Bru UCLA Bruins. Um, some people, if it's around a wedding, um, they might put a fun little phrase. She said yes. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 carpe diem we've done. That's great. Yeah, so you can Google like three and four I was stumped quotes. by the question when Alyssa asked me. <laughs> And, but then it's almost like a contest. What am I going to write in this? Because yeah. you're not changing it once it's in yeah. writing. So you need to really give proper thought to what I want in there. And next time, my next suit, 
I'm going to put this in here because that's better than the last one I bought. That's <laughs> right. Well, I've had to change some of it's them out genius. due to divorce or something. Yeah. Okay. So you can't you change them out. <laughs> we have had that. I would yeah. say, it, you know, as, you know, not as long or tenured of a customer, Yeah. I would say the greatest experience of, of working with your firm is the sense that it's the sum of the little parts that amount to a really great experience. And that's a perfect example of one of the little things that really go a long way. And this, wow, this is a truly special piece of mm-hmm. material and, and experience that I'm wearing and I can wear with pride and it's made specifically for me and only me, the stitching and all these other little things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wonderful investment in, in yourself. You know, um, let's talk about trend for a second. I'm, I'm looking at the three of us. We made a comment when we walked in, and then we've got our friend Nick out, and we're all wearing pretty much the same thing. We're wearing jeans, a nice button-down shirt, mm-hmm. and a sport coat. So, Dave, is that a trend? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, you know, again, going back to prior to COVID, that was slowly becoming the trend. You know, I think um, day-to-day suits – um, and Bart will know even in his industry, both your industries, um, I think Wall Street, uh, actually in the, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, they had said that even Wall Street was relaxing their dress codes. And wow. Wall Street was always like the pinnacle of the dress code, you know, like those, cli- those guys would always <coughs> wear suits all right, the time. Right. And for them to relax, their dress code, it was a slow erosion, especially here, we're in California. Right. You know, it's nice and warm, it's sunny. You know, there's this kind of uh, attitude of, you know, being slightly relaxed. But we're also in a county of, you know, style and uh, status and income and success. And so I think the jacket, um, I've always coached our clients is the jacket is the thing that's going to separate you from the majority of who you're meeting with. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that casualization of the wardrobe or in the marketplace, sorry, is that a lot of times you're, people are going to walk into meetings and the other person's going to be more casual than them. And I always see that as a sign of strength for our clients. It doesn't mean you have to be gaudy and super bold or whatever, but if you have a jacket, you're just one notch uh, showing respect to the client. And I think it kind of goes back to that. And we were talking earlier about how people are addressing the workplace. And I think there's a sense of that. I I try to install this even in my girls. I have two girls, one's 15, one's 17, is, hey, how you show up in different places is how people are going to see you. Right. And they're going to judge you. We all do it. We can't help it. I think it's human nature. Right. Um, you watch reality TV. I mean, geez, my wife, you know, she. we notice things. You can't help it. Um, look what they're wearing. Look at this. And it's not always in a mean way. It's just we, our brain just captures it. So why not use that human nature to our advantage Right. and, um, and wear that jacket, you know, if the world is going casual, that doesn't mean we have to go the opposite. Right. You can still be casual, but take it up a notch. Um, but what's interesting is I also have a handful of clients that because 
everybody's going casual, they're gonna they're wearing more suits. Are they? Now it's a very small percentage, but they're saying, hey, this is an opportunity where I'm gonna brand myself to do the opposite, to be the contrarian, to, right. to really stand out. Right, right. Um, interesting. Yeah, they might. Interesting is the tie, right? Is it that that business is? I mean, you could tell. You know, how many? How often do you see a tie right, being right. worn? Even um, with a suit, have you worn a tie with a suit recently? It's been a very long time, yeah. but reflecting back on your some of your posts, which just the post alone has prompted me to buy a few <laughs> of particular <laughs> suits, and there was one. It was so damn cool. <laughs> it was gray with the check, white shirt, and it had this charcoal gray tie with the skulls on it. Mm -hmm. By the time I got around, I got the suit, yeah. the tie was gone. Yeah. <laughs> but to that point, like, what, who's going to wear a tie now? But some are wearing, again, it's going to be a small percentage, mm -hmm. but some are wearing them just to be different. Yeah. More of a brand statement of who they are and what they do. Yeah. But, you know, as a, you know, testimonial to you and, and Alyssa who works with you and your firm and, and to a certain degree, even just dressing nice, right? Um, it does make a difference. You know, I feel that very often one of the, one of my favorite things is they get a compliment on mm -hmm. Hey, that's a great jacket. That's a great mm -hmm. suit. And I think you guys have done a really good job of really understanding, kind of like me and your, my business and my brand and what you know. You're not going to put me in a skull suit because you know, that's not going to work for me. We save those for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a suit. It was a tie. <laughs> Very subtle. Well, um, going back to my girls, you know, they're at that age where you know they're starting. You know, even with high school, the casualization of right high school meets COVID, right? For 14 months, girls were doing school at home, you know, yeah. sweats and t-shirt. And then school opens back up and my youngest is still wanting to wear <laughs> jama, pajama bottoms, you know, hoodie right. kind of thing. And now, although some of that's in fashion, it's kind of oversized kind of um, clothing but part of it is getting them to realize is you're not doing it initially for what other people think it's also about how does it make you feel mm -hmm. and preparing yourself to face the world to you know build confidence to make yourself feel and i think so much of what we do is how does it make our customer feel right. you know, i remember back when i started the business i'd gone to um a personal development seminar and they had, were showing clips of different speakers and there was a speaker and, and I don't even think it was his, he came up with it, but Zig Ziglar. Oh yeah. Perfect name for yeah. a personal yeah. development yeah. coach. Yeah. And he was talking about um, what's the product of your product. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about this analogy of when people go into Home Depot and they're buying a drill bit what are they buying? You know, and the guy's talking about the drill bit and it's made of this, you know, special, you know, metal mm -hmm. and it's going to whatever. And he goes, at the end of the day, they're buying a hole. Right. Right. If you're yeah. going, if you're buying a drill bit, you That's, want a hole. You need a hole. <laughs> That's right. And so what he was really talking about is really trying to dive into figuring out what is the product of your product. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while, but I re really realized that it was, 
that sense of confidence that we're really selling. You know, on our website it says we don't sell suits, uh, we sell confidence. And, and, and it's really that feeling of when you get dressed up and you're walking into a, maybe a first-time uh, appointment with a potential new client mm-hmm. or an existing client and you feel you look great. Right. I truly believe that you're going to perform great as long as you do the other aspects of your business well. We'll partner up with the clothing side. And, you know, Bart's right. You know, he does, you know, back in the day presentations and he's up in front of people. And I would like to think that he feels, you know, 10%, 20% more confident because sure. yeah. he knows he looks great. And that's what we're really trying to. Uh, enhance with our clients, even if the world's going so casual, how can you get dressed up and look better, not only for others, but just for yourself? Yeah, I, I would, there's no doubt it, it has a positive impact on your psyche. There's no yeah. question of that. Yeah. We're not sure if we've gotten through to my 15-year-old on that, but we're working <laughs> on it day after day after day. Well, that's part of their journey with yeah. you. Yeah, their dad doesn't know anything. <laughs> so, Dave, before we... Maybe we, Bart tells them they'll listen, but... Right. Yeah, they never listen to parents. No. Before we run out of time, so we were talking off camera about kind of the change in, um, you know, some trends and fabric and, like, I mean, the old days, it's cotton, wool, or polyester, right? Yeah. That's very basic, and then time goes on, and I, I have a couple of bamboo jackets, which are... Do you have one yet, Scott? Is I that think a bamboo? Yeah, this is. I think it might be. Which I... Uh, Super uh, soft, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. great, yeah. Um, and you were mentioning more about the, the stretch. You want to mm-hmm. talk about that? Yeah, I mean, to Bart's point, the reason why everybody wore their clothes really baggy back then is it was any tighter, it would be very restrictive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I remember I've had some suits for myself, and I'm like, oh, I want to get into this very skinny, trendy look. So I take them in, have my tailor tailor them all up for me, and then I can <laughs> barely sit in my car. <laughs> I look great standing up, but I could not. They were not functional. Right. And menswear. Nor did they breathe, probably, right? The quality, yeah. 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 Um, But menswear has really adopted pages from women's wear in fabrications. If you think about it, Lululemon uh, initially was become more of an athletic company. Mm -hmm. And they started bringing, you know, these fabrications and making pants out of them and, you know, guys went crazy for it. And it's now almost become the new, you know, business casual look or Travis Matthews. It feels like Travis Matthews, they're everywhere. So I I really even coach my clients, hey, wear something different because everybody's wearing Travis Matthews, it seems like in every business meeting. But, um, but fabrications have changed for men. You can answer that later, but do you have suggestions on that? We can come back to that. You can have some of those looks without the brand names. And again, it, it, I have nothing against Travis Matthews. I think they've done a great job and built a huge business, but the adoption is so many other people wear that. Correct. Um, I like, I like to coach my clients just to be a little bit different. hundred percent, a little Um, less saturation. Yeah. If everyone's wearing a Travis Matthews polo, wear a, uh, sport coat, right, and where, and going back to fabrics. Um, I don't know what jeans. Uh, your AG, mm-hmm. uh, but we carry a brand called Page. Page is a four-way stretch, so it literally feels like you're wearing pajamas, mm-hmm. but you can wear them a little bit trimmer to your body and not feel 
it, it, they're so comfortable. Yeah. And that kind of fabrications are moving into suits, sport coats, shirts. Um, nowadays, um, there's certain shirt fabrics that you can put them in your washer, cold water, hang dry, wear it the next day. Wow. Um, so there's a lot of, um, there's no excuse, I think, to uh, dressing well, but also being very comfortable. That was the biggest thing. Is like people would say, oh, I don't want to wear a suit to work because it's kind of uncomfortable or I feel kind of boxed in or, or whatever. Nowadays, with the right fabrics, the right fit, um, these clothes should be very, very functional. So if I were going to invest in three pieces <laughs> today, mm-hmm. what would they be? Three individual kind of in different yeah, maybe, categories. Well, so I mean, speak. so for me, three main pieces. Got it. So I order, I don't know, three to five shirts. Let's just say, right? I get my measurements. I get three to five custom shirts. Mm-hmm. What do I pair with? With what do I need? What are the staples? Right. Um, not every. Not all of our listeners are as right. you know finely dressed as the two of you. So we're trying to help some people out here a little bit. If someone's still wearing a suit. Um, and what we're seeing is suits are still have a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing that more socially or if a client has a big meeting or there's maybe they travel and go to different countries or if they go to New York or San Francisco or wherever, mm-hmm. the suit still has a place. Right. Um, I always recommend our clients, if, if they haven't really updated their suits, I would get a navy suit. If you're just going to have one, get a navy suit, maybe a dark navy. It could have some pattern to it. But you could dress that up for a formal charity event. Um, you could tone that down uh, for regular work with, you know, patterned shirts or solid shirts. You could wear a tie. So I think a navy suit would be great, or a dark, super dark charcoal. Either one of those. Navy. They've studies have shown that people feel more comfortable with that color. It's interesting. They've, that is very interesting. I won't bore you with the study, but they've really found that navy is more appealing. Um, so I usually recommend a navy suit. And I think less intimidating. Right. Yeah, that's part of it. It was study. back in the guy that wrote the book, Dress for Success. They did a little study. A guy came out wearing different colors, and they, they would pull the audience members, which person did they trust more. Wow, did you ever read that, Scott, know. Dress for Success? No. That, was that a 70s book? Yeah. I wonder if they've updated it. There could be an a addition, two or three. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. It was a good. You know. And we've all, we, again, we make some of these assumptions already in our heads. Right. You know, if you think someone's dressed slick, then you might think that they're going to, you know, be a little shady or something. Right. I yeah. mean, we all have that intuition. Right, in right. Someone's a little sloppy or frumpy. Do you think they're going to be on top of the details of your transaction as much as mm-hmm. someone that's well put together? Mm-hmm. So these are all, again, these are all biases that we, and that guy could be the best guy ever right? in his job or woman could be the best. At, um, but going back to what your core basics is one, so I still, core, core suit, I would say some sort of Navy or dark charcoal. Right. I would say uh, a Navy and a, I know it sounds like a Navy, a Navy, Navy, but you're not going to wear that suit all the time, but a sport coat, if you got a Navy pattern could even be a solid, uh, really well-fitting jacket you're going to wear that two, three times. And what's great about navy is it doesn't become identifiable as much as other colors. So if I'm wearing a red plaid jacket today, 
if I wore that three times a week, you're like, oh, there's Dave in that red jacket again, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It becomes super identifiable. Right. But if you have, let's just say, a navy blazer, I mean, that's a core staple. You could wear like a really bold check shirt with it. That's a very good point. You could wear it with a solid uh, white shirt one day. You could wear it with a tie. So that is a very good core item that doesn't become repetitive. Right. Um, That's and two. also, Maybe also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, just pairing items. So uh, let's use the navy coat. Well, what could I pair that with on my pant for my pants? I was going to lead many to that things, right? again. It's so three many. items is very, is not enough. But, but I argue most most you could do. Okay, okay, we can go more than three. You could go a lighter want, a lighter color jean. You need some sort of contrast, in my opinion. So okay. if you got so maybe a lighter jean. Um, you could go with a tan. The classic was always navy blazer tan pants. You could do a navy blazer tan jean right. in a nice stretch or like a light gray jean. Gives you some nice contrast. I never do that and I should. <laughs> Oh, we got a Seriously. sale. We got a sale. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let, well, me get, let me get out my, get, uh, 100%, my fabrics here. I, I'm tabulating a small list <laughs> in the back of my mind here. Um, the last thing I would recommend is get, um, you know, like a tan uh, or shoe, like a toffee caramel color. Um, either a, could be like a monk strap shoe because that uh, monk strap has like a little strap that kind of goes over. Right. Or a nice lace up. Or it could be a slip on either one because they all kind of work nowadays. Okay. Um, but a tan shoe just looks so much better than like black shoes. Right. You know, with black shoes. With blue. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Black shoes, um, and they never look as good as they did when you first bought them. Right. Right. After a few wearings, even though you polish them, they still look a little murky. But with brown, it has kind of the patina. So you get those shined every now and then. It, the richness of the leather keeps coming out. Mm -hmm. um, and it offers some nice contrast. Um, like when I went to Italy, this is before a pandemic on a trip, most of the men <clears throat> during the day would always wear brown shoes. But if it was an evening event or something more formal, then they wear black. Mm -hmm. But black was very regulated to formal or like just a... Uh, it, Formal meaning black tie. Okay. Or formal just meaning like a dark suit, white shirt, dark tie, dark shoes. But every other occasion was brown because the brown shoe offers so much character. Interesting. Yeah. You know, when you look at a brown shoe, it does. Next time when you look at a guy wearing black shoes, tell me if you don't think they look kind of just average. Right. And that's no, not you're, a mean you're, thing. Absolutely true. <laughs> What's Bart wearing? Well, he's got suede. Black suede. He's got suede. black suede. That's different. That's, that's that's cutting edge. Yeah, and it's a boot. <laughs> so Bart's, you know, Bart's next level. He is. That's he what is. happens when you're. That's what I'm saying. You know, I'm, I, there's a lot of people. We need to dumb this down a little bit. Back to basics. <laughs> well, he's the longest not, tenured uh, client. Correct. So he has to be next level. Okay, yeah. two bonus items. I can add two bonus items to my. What would they be? Do you have any input? Um, yeah. Well, I was going to go with the jeans. So you cut you. Did that okay, uh, jeans. I, so let, let's do a quick. What what are the types of jeans and fitting that you know style of jeans we're wearing today? And like, don't buy, don't even wear those. Conversely, like, well, what is would, the fashion of jeans that we're wearing today? I would for sure say don't wear baggy jeans. Okay, and that again going back. How tight is too tight? 
Well, with with today's fabric. This is a serious question. Well, that could be an issue. Uh, some quite, men. Yeah, that's the question for your wife, honey. And if she says too tight, you go change. What if I'm not married? Some of them look like leggings for sure. That's um, what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, that's. Well, at the end of the day, <clears throat> you're going to have to. I might push the envelope a little bit. I'll be the first to say that a little bit from well, maybe, <laughs> but they're comfortable. So like Paige. We're going to have to check you, with your staff on that. Paige, you can push the envelope because they do feel so comfortable. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes it's like, is this a little bit too snug? Yeah. You'll know when in you're the quads, a little higher and your voice is a little higher. But <laughs> but um, going to that point is most gene manufacturers have three or four different fits. Okay. So again, hopefully you're finding somebody that's going to give you an honest opinion. Um, but nowadays, because the fabrics have stretch, you can go a little trimmer. Right. And when I meant bag is, we all see it. Yep. You know, it's kind of like dad's jeans. Although it's really random, going back to my girls, is uh, girls last are year those aren't they? Last year, mom jeans were really popular, and my wife said, "I would never, I never wore those jeans. Why are they called mom's jeans?" But it was probably <laughs> like two generations of mom prior to right, my right, wife. Right. But she got bitter. She's like, "I used to wear lower waist jeans, and yeah. but they're really baggy." But we've all seen. Yeah. You know, maybe it should be called grandpa jeans or something, but those are the jeans you want to avoid okay. for sure. Got it. If you're, and I don't think anyone in this room's wearing grandpa jeans. I would throw in Chelsea boots, one good pair of Chelsea boots. Okay. So you can change it up with your jeans. So Got Chelsea it. boots just to, oh, so yeah. as you kind of slip them on, there's no laces, there's no straps, and they kind of have like little stretch pieces on either side, okay. kind of where your ankles are, so help you kind of get the Okay, so on. if I was going to buy one or two pairs of those, I buy black and I buy brown, like brown, yeah. tan, brown? Yeah. Okay. But it's a little bit more casual, looks great with jeans, yeah. kind of gives you a little bit of that, makes Bart look a little tougher with boots, and right? I need that. A little bit more masculine. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I think, go ahead. And I would say a, um, a pocket square or five. Mm -hmm. Because that will take that blue jacket and change that blue jacket because you, you're swapping out pocket squares. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, it's like just general. We can go on and on, which we don't have time for. But we're kind of like accessories. Time. A man can't wear a lot of accessories. It's a belt. It's if I'm wearing a tie, which yeah. nobody is anymore. It's a necktie. It's watch, bracelet. Like, what else do I got? So my point is it becomes very important of mm -hmm. the shoes, the pants. I mean, from top to bottom, what can I dress the part in. Well, I think that kind of leads into a different uh, topic and it'll be very short is I remember when I first started in the industry, I couldn't afford my own suits. And, and this is my counsel to anyone that's just kind of building a wardrobe is find a tailor that can tailor your clothing uh, to fit you. Mm -hmm. um, so for an example, like for me, what I did is I bought you know, I could only afford a hundred dollar suit mm -hmm. and I would take it and make sure that fit me perfect. And then I would put my money into accessories. So right. I had great shoes, killer belt, pocket square, and at the time, a nice tie. Right. So even my shirts were inexpensive and my uh, suits were ex inexpensive, but they fit me really well. I could pull it off. Right. Almost like a fake it till you make it right. kind of situation. Yeah. So that can be the same thing. Guys could go, women could go, you know, buy their clothes. Doesn't have to be expensive. But the real trick is making sure it fits. Mm -hmm. And then 
um, spending more money on your accessories. So if you have a limited amount of money, maybe spend more money on accessories, less money on the core pieces, because it's those accessories women know, right? Mm -hmm. If they see a good-looking guy and he's got a bad pair of shoes on, right. that's usually you know death. Uh, right, right. <laughs> death for dating kind of thing. <laughs> but if the guy walks in and his shoes are very, you know, look really great, she doesn't yeah. care how much the pants cost, right? It's like right. they look at those details. That's great. Wow. Good stuff. I mean, and again, the details go back to branding you as somebody that if you, if, if people can see that you have attention to detail, and again, I might be reading too much into this, but I think you would think that they really take good care of your business. Yeah. So one plug for Bart. Bart finally invited me over to his brand new office space. And um, I was waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> and finally got the invite. But I walk in and it's immaculate, right? Mm -hmm. And if you go to his desk, there's like nothing on his desk except for maybe one piece of paper and the pen is you know, placed at the right angle. And I thought that was really cool because you go into my desk and it's the complete opposite, right? right. Probably the more the creative, wacky creative right. type. But what it, what I walked away going, he's on top of everything. Like he's so meticulous and, he's, yeah. and, and everything's in its right order. That feels really good for me because I have my money with him. Right. And is he doing that same kind of meticulous anal analyzing type of situation with my money? And uh, so it made me, so it, also it smelled really good. <laughs> so one of the things. Which is staging. That's a very real thing. Yeah. yeah. I read a book and about, it was called um, if, um, Building an Experience Economy. Yeah, Experience Economy. Read right? the book. And, yeah. It talks about if you don't want to be a, um, God, what's the word? Uh, commodity. If oh, you don't yeah, want to yeah. be a commodity. Because they use the analogy of coffee. Yeah. From its organic base all the way up to now towards Starbucks, right? And yeah. It's, yeah. Or like Build-A-Bear, right? They right. build this whole experience and people walk away going, that was amazing. But they spent $100 for a teddy bear, right? right? But they still walk away happy and that type of thing. But one of them was hitting all the senses. Mm -hmm. And um, we had been using a different uh, olfactory uh, thing at my store because people come in and they go, oh, it smells really good. But really like Bart's. Mm -hmm. So I'll share that with you. Did you yeah, get Sandy's email? I did. Okay, yeah. good. Um, all right, Dave, closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Um, I think style and how you appear uh, on a day-to-day -day basis is still important. Um, I think there's a place for it. I think if you want to stand out amongst the average, then pay attention to your wardrobe pay attention to details. And obviously, if, as long as you do your job well, I think the partnering, the look, the style, uh, all of that is gonna take you a long way. It's gonna separate you from your competitors because most people are gonna be a little lazy, especially yeah. kind of coming out of a pandemic. They're gonna push the environment where they say, oh, I could wear jeans that are maybe not the great fit or I'm right. going to wear a polo shirt when I really kind of shouldn't. So don't be that person. Look, you know, still you can dress well. And I think it's going to carry people a long way. Good words. Good words. Very good words. Scott, Lax is not the answer. You? Closing comments? I would just say like being 
lackadaisical about it and your fashion's not the answer. And I think in many walks of life today, that's pushing the envelope probably too far. You can still look very good, be very professional, be very thoughtful, intentional about your wardrobe and what you're wearing and still be very comfortable. I'm going to hire him. That's right. As a matter of fact, speaking of hiring him, how can people reach you? <laughs> That's right. Um, website and Instagram are the same. It's bespokestyle.com for the website, um, which is B-S-P-O-K-E, and then the word style. Um, so check us out on Instagram. Go to our website. You'll see Bart kind of from the chin down. <laughs> Um, but you'll see a great suit that we made for him. <laughs> He's on the cover. Um, and I'll even throw out my cell number, 714-767-4380. Call me, text me with any questions um, from 9 to 530. There you go, right? And <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Dave, thanks for your wisdom. Thanks to everyone who has tuned in, and we look forward to being back in the studio next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.